The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This will be your Thursday, August 17th edition. We got a five-game early, five-game main slate to break down. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. Interesting slate of action. Uh, hope you didn't get screwed by the rain out because I know I left a couple in to gamble, and one was a really good lineup, so that sucked. But uh, is what it is. It is what it is. Let's move on to Thursday. You got five, like I said, five early, five late. The weather you're looking at early on in Coors. Wind's blowing out to right at 13 miles an hour, and it's Coors Field. Um, some fun ones in Wrigley. We've got the wind blowing out 20 miles an hour to right, right center. So that's one to target. Uh, Cleveland, Minnesota, wind is uh, blowing out to right field. They have a double header today. At the moment, DraftKings only has the day game on the slate. So it's usually what they do. Fandle usually manages both double headers. DraftKings rarely does. Um, it'd be nice if they have the second one. I'll tell you that much. And then, um, you have slight rain chances with, uh, in Pittsburgh between the Cardinals and the Pirates and the White Sox and Texas in Texas, but, um, hopefully not too bad and we'll be just fine. Let's look at the totals for your slates. Indians twins early game. Um, I need to get the new one there because, we have a pitching change, as it's obviously Carrasco versus Gibson. Uh, you got D-backs, Astros, 9.5. We're waiting on Reds, Cubs because of the wind. Braves, Rockies, and Coors at 12. And Rays, Blue Jays, 9.5. So as you can tell, offense galore in the day slate. It is brutal, brutal, brutal. As you'll see when we get below the top price, guys, it is literally throwing darts at a board. Um, at the evening, it's a little better, though. you got Cardinals-Pirates at 8.5, Yankees-Mets at 7.5, White Sox-Rangers 11, Nationals-Padres 8.5, and then Phillies-Giants 7. So we definitely have some pitching to work with there. It's not cheap pitching for the most part, but there are some. If you're willing to take a little bit of a gamble, I like the upside of the young, the uh, punts at the late slate. But the early slate, not so much. So let's get at that early slate. Five games early. Top price pitcher is Chris Archer at $11,900 at the Toronto Blue Jays. Faria let us down last night like a few pitchers. like just couldn't strike guys out, really. Just like you, Darvish, mind-blowing. I don't care about the solo homers. Two strikeouts against the freaking Chicago White Sox. That was the shocker for me. Faria wasn't horrible. He just didn't have the stuff. He was working hard just to get to where he got. You got Archer coming on the mound. He's, you know, 16 or more points in four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight straight starts. And let's just go for one more. Yeah, eight straight starts, 16 or more. Going up against the Pirates team he's faced three times this year. 21 innings pitched, six earned, 24 Ks in those three games. Averaging 24 points per game against the Toronto Blue Jays. Chris Archer, heavy slider pitcher. And the Blue Jays, one of the worst teams in baseball against the slider. Swinging, swinging and missing quite a few times against them. Um, he... The Blue Jays strike out 20.6% of the time versus righties. The last 30 days, Archer is 24th on the barrel FIP. He's getting barreled up a good amount, 5.6%, but he's striking out 32.54% of the batters he faces, which allows him to give up a couple runs but strike out the farm. Swinging strike rate of 13.5%. The hard contact is higher than you'd like, 
But um, good matchup, especially on this slate that is just a mess. Yeah, four four nine total for the Blue Jays. Four four nine. This is how bad it is. That is the lowest on the day slate. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are eight totals on the evening slate that are lower than the Blue Jays. That should tell you a lot about this day slate. Lefties 310, righties 296 off Archer. It's just a matter of limiting the walks and keeping the ball in the ballpark, which he does more often than not. So Archer at 11-9 is a guy I will pay up for. I won't touch Lester, especially in that windy mess of Wrigley. I will be looking at Carlos Carrasco. We were all over him last night at 11,100 today, going up against the Twins, as we talked about, averaging 26.1 points a game in the one start against them. Really, really good his last time out, as we mentioned yesterday. Much, much better on the road than at home in his entire career, not just this year. Minnesota strikes out 22% of the time. Um, we got the K rate of Carrasco, 27-2, so he strikes great. Everything's pretty darn solid when it comes to Carlos Carrasco. Lefties, 326. Righties, 280. Lots to like there with Carrasco. So Archer and Carrasco will be my one and two. Wind blowing out in uh, Minnesota make, gives Archer the bump for me, even though Archer's in a better hitting environment than Carrasco. But Archer one, Carrasco two. Now we go down below. We got three names for you that are very, 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 very sketchy. But we're looking at guys like Patrick Corbin at seventy nine hundred bucks at the Houston Astros. Some things I'm going to mention, and I've said it every time. Plays back to back starts thirty one point four, twenty two point one. Got and that was at home against the Cubs. Then at the Giants, got shelled at Wrigley. Then sixteen point three against Atlanta. Patrick Corbin gives up some hard contact to right handed bats. So you got Springer, you got Bregman, you got uh, Altuve, um, uh, Centeno, uh, Guriel. At least those four for sure. Depends on who else they put in the lineup. But there are a handful of lefties. And the thing with, with Corbin, and yes, he can get shelled. Obviously, a minus 7.93 starts to go at the Cubs. But, you know, 31-4, 22-1, the minus starts 16-3, 25-7, 15-1, 22-1, 15-1, What that says to me right there, and this is what I'm looking for on this slate, because there starts there where he struggles, but he limits the walks. He gives up two, three runs, sometimes four, but he gets a handful of strikeouts. We're talking six or more Ks in seven or um, eight of his last ten starts. Houston's not a huge strikeout team. We know this going into it. But on this slate, that is so bad for pitching. I know it's 7900 bucks, but if I can get 15-plus points, which, as you could tell, was a good average over his last 10 games, I would be thrilled. I just want double digits, to tell you the truth. You're going to want more than that to make the big bucks, but to at least minimum cash. So basically what I'm saying is most nights, most nights, we know the negatives are there. Most nights, Corbin has a very good floor. That even if he gets hit, hit around, he's going to get you some strikeouts. He's going to get you five, six, seven innings. And he's going to keep you in a ball game and not get blown up. He might get hit around, but he's not going to get blown up. And when I mention the next two options, you're going to understand why this could be critical. If you can match him up with one of the big boys that goes off, you're going to be sitting pretty. Um, again, Houston doesn't strike out a ton, only 17% of the time versus lefties. Corbin's got a 22% K rate, but he's also got like almost a 12% swinging strike rate. And another thing about Corbin is the hard contact slow. He does give up home runs. Hard contact is low, but a 49.1% ground ball rate. You pair that with a K rate of 21.9. We're talking like it's like about 71%. So now we're down to about a 29% fly ball, give or take. Obviously, there's line drives and other things to factor in. D-backs have a 4.54 total. That is second lowest on the day slate. Second to, or not just D-backs. We want the Astros. 4.96. So that's one. That's the fifth lowest on the slate. Lefties three ten, righties three sixty six. The righties crush him, as I said. But Corbin at seventy nine is someone I'm definitely using. A because I want the floor. B, no one's going to use him against Houston because they're terrified of it. Let them be terrified. Make make one Houston lineup and then make a Corbin lineup if that makes you sleep better. But I think Corbin is worth the gamble. This whole slate is a gigantic gamble, a gigantic one. Um, if you want to make a Carrasco Archer lineup, knock yourself out. The bats are expensive. I usually love making lineups with two of the, the high price guys. It is very difficult tonight. Very difficult. I might have made one. I'd have to go back and double check, but it's uh, not ideal. Let's just put it that way. Next up, this is how it's going. We're going 
we're going to skip Mike Fires. He's been struggling insanely of late. Um, and I can see Goldie and J.D. Martinez and Lamb and company having a fun day with him. You never know. Arizona on the road narrative. We talked about Morton was phenomenal. Morton's been a lot better than Fires. So we're going to just move on from that one. Jeff Hoffman in Coors Field at 6600 bucks. This is a combination of you're getting a discount. You're getting Hoffman, who is a good ground ball pitcher. His last start was at at home was against Philly for 26.8, against the Mets for 14.7. That's his last two home starts. He had a mate, and then minus versus Pittsburgh, a 5.8 against Chicago, a 17.6 against Cincinnati, and then a minus against Arizona. Coors Field, baby. Coors Field. But he's 6,600 bucks. Ground ball pitcher against an Atlanta team so far in Coors hasn't been welcomed. They've been bad. Three straight outings, bad. Um, Bettis shut him down last night. He, they got shut down pretty good. There's been a lot to like about the Rockies pitching against a Braves team. Like I said, struggling. Does that mean they can't wake up in Coors? No, they strike out about 20% of the time versus, uh, versus right-handed pitching. Hoffman's got about a 19% K rate. He's 18th worst in barrel fifth the last 30 days getting barreled. Only 3.39% of the time, but like a 12%, almost 13% K rate is killing him. That's been his Achilles heel right now. Uh, if you can limit the walks for 6600 bucks, he has really, really good upside. Obviously, you're going to get a high total on Coors. The Braves have the second highest total on the day slate. Uh, we haven't got the Cubs-Reds, of course. But the Braves have a 5.54 total. Lefty's 295, righty's 384. And it's a lefty-heavy Braves lineup right now. Lefty heavy, you got Enciarte, Marquecas, um, Albies, Freeman. I know I'm missing at least one more. They got a, a handful of lefties. They still have a good amount of righties, but a handful of lefties. And makes Hoffman intriguing at 66 because you're getting the price cut, but it is Coors. Pucker up. Last but not least, if you are not using Archer and you want a punt with some, some K upside, you're looking at a guy, Chris Rowley, making his second start for the Jays. Pitched really well in his first spot start. Against the Pirates, five and a third, five hits, one earned, one walk, three Ks for 16.4. 5900 bucks. A little bit on Raleigh for those that might not know about him. Uh, career minor leaguer, spent some time in the military for the Army. Uh, in the minor leagues, though, this season alone, in uh, AA, a 1.73 ERA, in AAA, a 2.82. Obviously, that one start with the Blue Jays. Last year in single A, a 3.49 ERA. Then he had three years off to be in the military, like I said, in a 1.10 ERA in single A. He's about an 8 to 9K per 9 guy. Depends on what he's got going for him. Uh, decent ground ball rate, close to 50% most of his minor league career. Uh, limits the home run to fly ball, which is pretty nice in his career. But he's also been hit by lefties pretty well in his career. And we got a raised lineup that um, stings the ball with some good lefties. So it's a matter of does he get strikeouts, does he limit the damage. He's 5900 bucks. He had a raised team that strikes out 25.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And um, it's just a, if you want to take the gamble, he's in a very good spot to at least get your points at a low price tag to load up on bats. Um, an intriguing GPP play if you really feel like gambling. You macked one of these, these three guys, Corbin Hoffman and Raleigh. You roll the dice and uh, – if you want to match them up, you can get all the bats in the world, and you hope these guys give you 10-plus points each, just double digits each, and you get the bats because there's some phenomenal hitting environments. So recapping the pitching, Archer, Carrasco up top in the middle. I'm ranking them Hoffman, Rowley, and Corbin. But I'm leaning towards a lot more Corbin just for the upside, but I think he's got potentially the highest risk out of them all. Let's go check out those bats at the catcher's position. You're looking at, if you're going to Coors, you're going Flowers or Suzuki. Um, Jonathan Lucroy has been on fire. Day game after night game, make sure he's in the lineup. He's 3,700. 18 more points last time, 6.2 his last 10. Swinging it pretty good. 18, 0, 8, and 9 his last four. Much improved for uh, Lucroy. To slide down a little bit, Alex Avila at 34 versus Feldman. A, the wind's blowing out. B, Feldman gets smoked by lefties. We know this. Feldman was a guy, if the wind was right, I was going to use him as a punt. But lefties, 362. Righties, 310. Um, the Cubs are a phenomenal play today. Phenomenal play. Avila at 34 is a very good catching option. Uh, going down the list, I was bummed Wilson Ramos wasn't in the lineup yesterday. He should be back today. He's 3,100. Swinging it good his last few games, so keep an eye on Wilson Ramos. 3,100. I do like him. 
The switch hitting Tucker Barnhart is intriguing to 3K. But going down like Juan Centeno, if he catches for Houston at 28 versus Corbin, I know it's lefty-lefty. Good price tag there, though. Um, Chris Herman, if he gets to start for Arizona, catcher outfield at 26 versus Mike Fires. Righties have been hitting Fires with a ton of power of late. And um, on the season, lefties 320, righties 359. So keep an eye on that. Even uh, the catcher I want to use. We'll get to him maybe now, maybe if this is too much. But um, for Houston, if he's in the lineup, they call him up. He was crushing it in AAA, Max Stasi. He's a right-handed bat, so there's a good chance he's in the lineup against Corbin. Keep an eye on him. His only game was uh, two days ago. Two for four, double homer, two runs scored, two ribbies for 25 points. He was hitting it really, really well in Fresno. He's right-handed bat, so right now you got Centennial and, and Stassi, the two guys started the year in AAA. Both both really good offensive catchers with, with uh, Gaddis and McCann being injured. Good chance we'll see Stassi today. So um, at 2,200, that's a nice value on this slate. So I'm going to build a lot of my lineups around Stassi, and then if you want to punt, punt. A right-handed catcher for Arizona, Jeff Mathis. Stassi's got the more power upside against Corbin. Mathis is still a good play at 2K. I got no problem using either one as a punt. Uh, Mathis averaging 6.3 his last 10. He's been good for five points, it seems like, every time I try to punt with him. And I'll take that at 2,000. So Stassi and Mathis is where I'd be going. If you're paying up, you're looking at uh, Alex Avila or one of the Coors bats. First base, Freeman against Hoffman at 56. Coors, um, Edwin Encarnacion and Paul Goldschmidt, 54 and 5,300 respectively. Both very good matchups against Gibson and Fires. But if you want to save some money, the guy I love, I told you I loved him yesterday at his price tag. He got you 27 points. Averaging 9.1 his last 10, 27, 5, 28 his last three against Cincy in this series. They wrap up the four-game set today with the wind howling out to right against a pitcher that gets crushed by lefties. I'm talking Anthony Rizzo at 4,700 is a solid play today. Carlos Santana at 46. I loved him yesterday. He was only 38 versus Gibson. Price tags up eight, eight, uh, 800 bucks. Unfortunately, um, he's a he's a really really good play. Good history versus Gibson. I told you the bats are expensive today, so the value catcher is going to be huge. And then you're going to have to gamble with the low with one of the low guys, if not two of them. It's just, just what you have to do. Um, after Santana, Joey Votto does hit lefties well. His multiple game of getting on base twice in a game snapped last night. But against Lester, who you know is a good pitcher, he's been getting hit around. That wind blowing out, everyone's going to go to Rizzo in that matchup or Encarnacion or something. Votto's going to be one of the lower-owned first basements. You've got Freeman and Coors. It's why Votto, I always say on these really small slates, you got to be even more different than normal. Um, I know Lester's good. Lefty's 223, righty's 299. Votto isn't your average lefty. So Votto at 46 makes for a very good GPP play. Uh, first base is stacked. Yuli Gurriel at 45 versus Corbin is a very, very good play. Gurriel hits righties with a ton of power, but hits lefties just fine. We mentioned Corbin struggles versus lefties. Gurriel, 10 points last night, averaging 8 his last 10. He'll be another one of the lower-owned options. Now, if you want to go down, you got like a Logan Morrison at 43 versus Rally. I like a lot. If you want to save some cash, Lucas Duda at 36 for the Rays. That's a nice value first baseman. You know the power Duda brings. He's been batting second in that order. If they do hit rally, Duda should have an impact in that game. And you're going to save a bunch of money. That's 2K cheaper than Freeman, the highest priced first baseman. Another guy to keep an eye on. I'm not sure he's been playing lately. Nope, he is back in AAA. No wonder. He was crushing it, too. They must have made room for Stasi. That's a shame. Al, Al, uh, Joe, Tyler White would have been nice today. But he's out. Other than that, there's not much more below. Kendris Morales, if you're fading Archer at 2800 bucks, does hit sliders well. Um, he'd be a nice punt play if you want to go that way. But I'm not really fading Archer today. I'm going to fade other guys, but Archer isn't one of them. If I'm going to fade one of the big top guys, I'm going to the hitting environments to, to do that. Going over to second base, you got Jose Altuve at 55 is, again, always a great play. you got Phillips and Coors at 46. Jose Ramirez, sneaky play versus Gibson. We know Gibson's bad. We went over this yesterday. I'll do it one, real quick in case you don't listen. But Gibson is getting uh, hit at a 380 clip versus lefties, 347 versus righties. So Jose Ramirez, who slowed down a bit, 4500 bucks, still a good play. Um, Jason Kipnis, like I said yesterday, he's been slumping. But he did put up 16 points a couple games ago. He's averaging 6.5 his last 10. Slowly getting it going. And he's been so off and on injured. You don't know how healthy he really is. 
So you got to give him the benefit of the doubt on some of this. But um, when it comes to Kipnis, he's only 3,900 tonight, which gives for a uh, very intriguing play. Sliding down the scale some more, you got the likes of Ian Happ at 3,600, slumping, but a good lefty bat versus Feldman. I'm not even opposed to Javi Baez just because of the win situation at 3,800 bucks, but I'd prefer the lefty versus the righty. You got the lefty Albies and Coors at 36, but, you know, Zobers 35, again, if he's leading off, he, uh, he's second base outfield, just like Hap. You got Tommy LaStella, who's actually been playing really well of late. He pinched hit yesterday and got a double. He's averaging almost six points his last 10. If he cracks the lineup, good play at 3,400 to get a nice cheaper option in this game, just like Zobrist, even Hap. Stella is second base, third base eligible. So some nice cheaper Cubs in that range to uh, stack against Adelman. Should be a chalky stack, but with Coors in play, it's not always the chalkiest, which is nice. Um, but like I said earlier, the value is really bad on the slate. The the punt play is phenomenally let off yesterday. Got you seven points. Uh, I'll take him again, even if he's not leading off. But if he's at the top of the order, it's phenomenal. But Brad Miller allows you to do so much with your lineup. He's twenty four hundred bucks against Rally. Makes for a nice punt play. Third base got Freeman again. Arenado at fifty five is definitely the top play against Sims, who should be in for another rough one in Coors. Yeah, Chris Bryant, Donaldson at 51, but then I'll go Jose Ramirez at 45, and if you're not going Arenado, maybe Freeman. I'm looking Alex Bregman at 4,500. Continues to hit well, 11 more points last night. He's averaging 9.1 in his last 10 and facing Corbin. Bregman's in a very good spot tonight, or today. Jake Lamb as well, 4,400 versus Fires. I like that a lot in this matchup. I mentioned I kind of like Goldie, uh, Lamb, J.D. Martinez, three-way with the D-backs, I like that a lot because they're gonna you're gonna be focused on Coors, you're gonna be focused on Wrigley, maybe even the Indians versus uh, Gibson. It's gonna and then even Houston versus Corbin. Arizona is gonna should be below the radar, so Lamb should be nice and cheap or nice and low owned. Uh, you can go Longo at 39 versus Rally if you think Rally is gonna get beat up. A guy I do like because I am all about the Reds fading Lester. Enjoy the wind while you can. If Lester pitches a gym in the wind, you just tip your cap. He's been struggling overall. You throw the wind in the mess. It's a disaster in the making, hopefully. You got Eugenio Suarez, who hits lefties with a ton of power. We've targeted him a lot versus lefties. He's only $3,700, averaging 10 points his last 10. He is a really, really good play. I will be using a lot of reds. I will be riding or dying with some reds today. Uh, No doubt about that. I know I made one three-man red stack, I believe, last night, maybe four. It was – I usually don't make fours, and that's how much I like them as a GPP play today because they it's all or nothing, but I'm all about jumping on that train. Let's head to the shortstop position. Uh, again, nothing below Suarez for me there. You got Lindor at 43. is not bad at all. Marvin Gonzalez switch hitting at 43. Another Reds. You're getting a discount. He's been in the 45s and above. He got 18 points last night. He's averaging 12 points his last 10. Zach Kozar is 4K. He's been crushing left-handed pitching. Make sure he's in the lineup. He's been in great spots against lefties, but when they've been day games lately, they've been resting him because of he's been so banged up this year. I hope he's in this lineup so badly at 4K. If not, Trevor Story, two more home runs last night. He's swinging it really, really hot bat. In Coors Field at only 3,700 against a guy like Sims. Uh, I know it's a small sample for Sims, but lefties 397, righties 412. Story at 37 is a lock and load, especially if Cozart isn't in the lineup. So I love Story at 37. He should be chalky, and I have no problem jumping on the chalk. If you want to get contrarian, Dansby Swanson is swinging it pretty well in Coors. He's 3,500. Um, you know, like a Polanco or an Adrianza against Carrasco at 3K if you want to fade Carrasco. Echeverria versus Rally at 26 has a little bit of upside there. Other than that, again, nothing really to punt on this slate. Let's go to the outfield. Blackman, 58, yes. Springer, 5K is really solid. You save 800 bucks on Blackman. Blackman's still elite in this matchup. Springer, 5K is good. Gerardo Parra gets overlooked all the time. And I know he's 4,800 bucks. People go, it's Gerardo Parra. I'm not paying that. He's been having a great year. 21 more points last night. He's in Coors. That's why the price is up, people. Good play again against Sims. Should be low owned. He's batting cleanup in Coors at 4,800 bucks. Uh, Jay Bruce versus Gibson. Bruce. Good, good stuff versus Gibson at 4,700. Again, J.D. Martinez, love him. He's 4,700 versus Fires. C-Dick, he's one of the Rays that's priced up. He's 46. Um, 
Adam Duvall, another red I love. He pinch hit and went deep yesterday. Another guy that just has power against everybody, but hits lefties really well. Four homers his last 10 games. He's 4300 bucks versus Leicester. Marvin Gonzalez, again, 43. I like that. You got Marquecas, 43 in Coors. Um, Enciarte, 42. Billy Hamilton's lefty-lefty, but we know Leicester can't hold runners on. So if you want to pay 42 for Billy, hoping he gets on, he could run for days. If you're funny, uh, if you're, if you're pu- uh, pu- uh, fading Carrasco, Kepler's 4,100. Another uh, Coors play for value that I like. We only use Carlos Gonzalez and Coors. He had four points last night. Uh, night before at five, night before that at seventeen. If if Cargo's ever going to do anything, it's Coors. You're going to get him at four K. That's a good value for a Coors bat. Like a Cargo story one two, and everyone's paying for Arenado and Blackman, and rightfully so. You can get story for thirty seven and get Cargo for four. You're getting discounts. You're getting Coors bats, and you can still get big bats elsewhere. Contrarian angles in this lineup. AJ Pollock at 39 mentioned righties versus fires. That's a nice play there, especially a top. If you're going four deep in, in Arizona or you're going to mix and match those four guys, he is in play. Eddie Rosario's got some power at 37. I love me some Schwarber versus Feldman at 37. That is second last night. Got you nine fantasy points, nine, five, and 13 in the three games against Cincinnati. With that wind blowing out to right, as hard as it's going to be blowing as a pitcher like Adelman, uh, Schwarber at 37 is pretty lock and load territory. Jake Marisnik for a contrarian Houston bat at 37 with some pop against Corbin. Ian Happ again, 36, mentioned him. I loved Reddick yesterday. He went deep. Not as much versus Corbin, but I understand Reddick or Beltran if you want to be contrarian. There's Zobrist at 35, who I do like a lot. Hayward, 34, could be a nice lower-owned, uh, lower-priced Cub left-handed bat. No problem with that. Bradley Zimmer at 33, if you want a lower-priced guy with some upside. He's slumping, but got seven points. In his last ball game, there's not even a much punting down here. Malik Smith, 3,200 against Raleigh. Smith had a big night last night, 14 points. Overall, struggling a ton. But 3,200. Gregor Blanco, Descalso, both first fires at 32 for the D-backs. These are your value plays because there's not much. Um, so that's how rough it is. If a guy like Philip Irvin cracks the lineup, he had a pinch hit homer last night for the Reds. He's a right-handed outfielder at 3,100 versus Lester. You can look at him. Another one would be Cavillian. He's 2,600 versus Leicester. Those are your main punt plays unless we see something else come out in the lineups. So there is your five-game early slate. You got Archer Carrasco up top, Hoffman, Rowley, Corbin in the middle. Um, again, you're going to have to just gamble on the pitching and suck it up because it's disgusting. Let's move on to your evening slate where we have Luis Severino. Topping things off as your highest-priced pitcher today, and well, rightfully so. I will be all aboard the Severino trade and facing the Mets. Severino has just been outstanding of late. Good matchup. He did struggle his last start against Boston, minus 4.3 points. Part of that at Cleveland, 33-2. Home against Detroit, 24-5. Home against Cincy, 34 8 26-4, 22-2, 24-4. 7.4, 34.2. We know what Severino can do. Great, great season for this youngster. Big strikeout stuff. Striking out. 28.1% that he faces. Met strikeout 19.5% of the time. Ground ball rate of close to 51%. Low hard contact. A lot to like here. Lowest team total on the slate of 334. Lefties 296. Righties 304. I'm not going to go super deep. I am all in on Severino. But there's a lot of guys that I do like on this slate compared to the early one that I don't mind mixing and matching. I prefer to pay up on this slate, like 8K and above. A couple punts we will mention, but Severino, very, very good play. Along with Aaron Nola at 12K, are people going to start buying into this guy? Even his last start against the Mets, seven innings, two hits, one earned, 8Ks. He's been a strikeout machine, 31.4 points. Highest tag he's been all year. He was 10-4 his last time, and people were like, that's crazy. We can't do that. Well, they got 21 in Coors prior to that. Had 10.1 at the Angels, then 34-5 versus Houston, 31-6 Milwaukee, 18-1 at Milwaukee, 28-4 San Diego, 32-8 Pitt, 28-4 at Seattle, 30.9 against St. Louis. That guy is really, really good. Eight or more Ks in all but one, nine of his last 10 starts, eight or seven or more, eight of eight or more in eight of 10, sorry. He has been phenomenal. 
Now, the Giants' overall numbers don't scream strikeout, but like I said yesterday, their youngsters are striking out a ton. They're up now. He's facing a Giants team overall, 19.4% carry rate. That's a lot higher. Nola is number four on the barrel FIP the last 30 days, getting barreled, or number five, getting barreled only 1.55% of the time, striking out 28.7% of the batters he's facing. Uh, It's just been outstanding. Ground ball rate close to 50%. Lots to like here. Giants, third lowest total at 359. Lefty's 297, righty's 285. Giants just batted offense. You saw Urena shut him down yesterday. I love Nola. He's due for a rough one. The Giants find ways to make good pitchers look bad, surprisingly, from time to time. Or at least just keep them from the big nights. But I think everyone's going to flock to Severino. So if you are paying up, I think Nola's the contrarian play up top. I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. Because Nola, every time you think Nola should be the chalk, and I think I think he should be, just because you save 500 bucks and he's got a better ballpark to pitch in, the Giants are worse than the Mets, it's the better matchup. You're saving 500 bucks. I think Nola is phenomenal tonight, and I hope he's he's just not chalky again because every time he should be, he's not. So give me Nola 1, Severino 2 up top. It's like 1A, 1B. Now we drop below. I'm going to skip on Tyon. The Cardinals' bats are just really hot right now, and the uh, Tyon gets hit really hard by lefties. Um, lefties hit 336, righties 307. There's some good lefties in that lineup, plus you got like Pham and DeJong. Uh, DeYoung, I I could see Tyon's upside, but he's been after he's had two good starts in a row, but he was blown up consistently prior to that. If he pitches great, congratulations. Uh, Jeff Samarja, ninety three hundred. It's more the consistency, good cash play. Thirteen five, thirteen five. His last two, both tough matchups. At Oakland, twenty one two against Pittsburgh, thirty point two. Beat up by San Diego twice, which was really interesting. And then some good starts against Miami and Pittsburgh. It's it. The one thing with Samarja, he's going to work hard for you. He's going to go deep in the games, and he can rack, rack up strikeouts, which helps because he's facing a Pittsburgh or a Philadelphia team strikes out twenty three point four percent of the time for right handed pitching. Samarja striking out about twenty five percent. A decent ground ball rate limits the hard contact. All these things we love, and the Phillies have the second lowest total on the board, better than the Giants three point four one. Lefties three thirty six, righties two eighty two. There are some good lefties in that lineup. No hiding that. So Samarja is always risky. He's always just like not risky in the fact that he's got a good floor for cash, but risky and he could get you 12 or he could get you 30. Like he's got such a wide array, which to me makes him fun for GPPs, especially when people are going to go to NOLA or they're going to go elsewhere in my opinion. Again, if you're not using NOLA, I love Severino. Love him. But the next guy to me is Samarja. Just for the K upside, the ballpark factors, all the things you're looking at, Great matchup against the Phillies. Um, I love Samarja at 93. If, like a Severino Samarja, if you can afford the bats and make it work, I love it. Love it. Um, if you want to start your lineup with Samarja and gamble elsewhere, it's a good gamble. It's risky. I love it, though, because this is the kind of stuff that will separate you. Uh, below Samarja, this guy, I don't remember the last time he was 8300 bucks, and I know it hasn't been this year. Um, yeah, he was 73 his last time. He was sixes and below since. But Edwin Jackson, we've talked about him before, and he's been getting it done. 83 is steep on this slate, and it makes sense, especially at the San Diego Padres. But Edwin, 21-3 against those Giants, 15-7 at the Cubs, 26-2 at home against Colorado. Struggled against Milwaukee for 5.3, and then 20 at the Angels after three rough starts when he first started. But four starts in a row, he's been pretty decent um, at the Padres, who do strike out a ton. There's a theme here with some of these teams. Padre strike out 25.3% of the time, second only to the Rays on this slate. Uh, Edwin doesn't strike out the world. He has struck out more in his last few starts where he's looked better. He's swinging strike rates above 10%. Doesn't have a lot of hard contact, 40% ground ball rate. Very interesting stuff. Padres have a 4-3-2 total, which is two, four, six, seventh lowest on the slate. Um, Padres make for good stacking options, are good one-offs for value. But Jackson makes for an interesting play at 8300 bucks because all you're going to hear on the industry is, I can't pay 8300 bucks for Edwin Jackson. I get so annoyed when these quote-unquote DFS touts say, a guy costs too much, I can't pay for him, he's not supposed to cost that much. Okay, I say they shouldn't cost that much. That never says, I, I never say, though, that's why you shouldn't play him. It's why you might be hesitant to play him, but sometimes that makes me more intrigued as a GPP player because if they're telling all their subscribers this, that pay them for stuff, 
their their subscribers are going to listen, which gives us an edge. So Edwin at eighty three, if he gets you fifteen to twenty or more points, is a very good play for the GPP upside. I'm going to avoid Wainwright. He's been good. Pirates aren't that great, but he's been good and consistent good. That's the part I don't like. I'd rather pay up for Edwin or I'd pay down for the gambles. Ronaldo, okay, in the the middle, you got Samarza 1, Jackson 2. Down below, Ronaldo Lopez. These are some good GPP plays. Boomer bust at the Texas Rangers. Great hitting environment. You got a Texas team blew up again last night. Their bats are heating up, but overall they've been inconsistent on the year. And you got Lopez. Awesome prospect. Struggled with his first go-around with the Nats. Obviously, you know the story. He got traded. We used him against Kansas City for 5,500. Six innings, four hits, two earned, three walks, six Ks for 17.3. He's 6,100 in Texas. Um, Texas strikes out almost 24% of the time versus righties. Um, Lopez is a walk issue guy, but he's got big, uh, big, big K rate. He's a heavy fly ball pitcher, which is the terrifying part of this. In that ballpark, that is terrifying. As a punt, though, it's intriguing. Um, Texas has the highest total on the evening slate of 585. Lefties 300, righties 361. That's an extremely small sample. So it's a punt play. It's a gamble. You want to limit to like maybe three or four runs, give me six innings, but then get those strikeouts, boy. Get them. And he can at 6,100. He's a gamble I will be taking. The other gamble is Julius Chassin against the Washington Nationals. Many will see this and go, nope, can't use him. It's the Washington Nationals. People. He is phenomenal at home this season. Averaging 18.7 at home compared to 7.8 on the road. Um, a 1.86 ERA, 0.98 whip compared to 6.9, 1.65 home road splits. Against the Nats, he was at Washington, four and a thirds, eight hits, three earned, six Ks though. He gets strikeouts for 9.8 points. Even 9.8 for 6K, you look into and think that's not bad. He's going to do better than that tonight unless something freaky happens. He's facing a team, don't forget, no Bryce Harper. Right now, they're striking out 20% of the time. You got Michael Taylor playing for Harper and some others. A ground ball rate of, of 51.1%, low hard contact, 20% K rate. Um, it's lefties that get to him. They have the, the sixth lowest total on the slate at 418. Lefties 338, but righties 289. And they go from into Petco, better pitching environment. I like Chaucine at 6K. You know, the Nats offense is fine. Nalasco shut them down yesterday for crying out loud. Um, there's tremendous upside with Chassin at 6K. I'm going to make a Lopez Chassin lineup and get all the bats just to see out of one of like my three or four lineups. I'm going to. Um, if they both go off, it's going to be a fun night. But you're going to focus up top. So down below, your pitching is uh, Lopez 1, Chassin 2. But I'm leaning a little harder towards Chassin the more I've dug into it this morning. So it's like a 1A, 1B down below. It just depends on your risk you're looking for. So overall, Nola up top, Severino, uh, 1A, 1B. In the middle, I got Samarja, then Edwin. Down below, Ronaldo and Chassin. So it's it's a much more fun upside pitching slate than that early slate. The early slate, the bottom tier is just ugh, bad. Let's get to your catchers. If you're playing the GPPs, Gary Sanchez at 54 against Steven Matz is a great GPP play. I know I'm usually very hesitant about the Sanchez talk, but that price tag is insane for a catcher. But it's a great matchup against Steven Matz. Outstanding matchup against Steven Matz. Um, the Yankees are facing Matz. Lefties 312, righties 319. But he's been getting blown up lately. So GPP-wise, I like some Gary Sanchez. Not in cash. As you go down, you look at the likes of, say, a Matt Weeders left-handed bat versus Chassin at 33. Um, I'm not opposed to even Austin Hedges at 32. But if I'm looking at a Padres bat, I'm hoping Hector Sanchez is in there at 2,800. Otherwise, there's not a lot of cheap options. Maybe Lobatone plays at 25. Uh, you'd have to fade one of the big dogs if you're going there. So we'll check lineups later and get your catchers. Catchers is pretty weak. That's another reason why I like Gary Sanchez at 54. First base, Gallo, cover boy yesterday. Went deep yesterday, had a double. Good game. Um, he's first base, third base, eligible at 54. Um 5,400, don't mind it at all with his power upside and GPPs only, plus Lopez, the fly ball pitcher. Good looking play there. But if you want to go down, you can get like Zimmerman at 40, 48. I really like Josh Bell. He's got over a 200 ISO versus left-handed or right-handed pitching 
Wayno does get hit, I believe, by the lefties. Yeah, righties at 317, lefties 354 versus Wainwright. Josh Bell will be extremely low owned at that price tag. Good, good play at 45. He had a good game in Milwaukee yesterday. Got you 20 points, averaging 8.4 his last 10. Napoli at 4K, a little pricier than I'd like for Napoli, but I get it. You got Jose Abreu at 4K. Don't mind that as a contrarian play. Ross has just got beat up since he's come back up. Uh, White Sox have a 5-1-5 total, second highest on the slate. Lefties 301, righties are hitting 412 off Tyson Ross. Chicago will be extremely, or should be extremely contrarian on this slate. For one, everyone's going to go to Texas in that matchup. Then they'll look to like Washington and other places. Abreu at 4K, really good upside. He went deep yesterday off of Darvish, averaging eight points his last 10, three homers in his last 10. Uh, good stuff with Abreu. Uh, if you're going to pay down at the position, my favorite 3K guy, I believe, I'll keep checking, but last night he was when I looked. Lefties hit 336 off Jamison Tyon, right? He's 307. Lefties 336. Matt Carpenter. $3,700, averaging 10 points a game his last 10 games. Doesn't hit a lot of homers, only one homer, but three doubles, a triple, multi-hit games. Gets you the double digits. That's all that matters. Carpenter at 37. Um, Will Myers, not bad. Hoskins, 36 versus Samarja. You want lefties versus Samarja, but that power is legit. Um, Adam Lind at 3,500, first base outfield eligible. I prefer higher up in the order. He really hasn't done much with his everyday playing time. We know he can run into one if you need to go there. You get Posey at a discount at 34, but I'm not intending to fade Nola tonight. If you want to punt versus Severino, Dominic Smith, 27. I'm not looking to do that, but that's an option. The punt I would go with. He had uh, two points last night. He's averaging those 7.2 his last 10. If Garrett Cooper makes the lineup, he's been hitting towards the bottom of the lineup for the Yankees. Um, he's getting on base, driving a few runs in here and there, scoring. He's only 27 versus Steven Matz, so I can definitely get behind that. And then, of course, Ryder Jones, left-handed bat, first base, third base eligible versus Nola. If you are fading Nola, it's with a lefty. Again, I am not looking to do it, but no, but he's only 2K. Second base, you got Daniel Murphy at 53. He's not bad at all. Um, I can't pay 5K for Hendrick Chassin. A lefty, maybe, not Chassin. But Paul DeJong at 45, second base shortstop, I like a lot. He just continues to hit another double last night, averaging 12 points a game right now, his last 10. Rugi Odor at 42 versus Ronaldo Lopez in that fly ball. If, I have no problem stacking against Lopez. He's a pump play for a reason. If he gets hit around, it's going to get ugly. Um, Rugi got 10 points last night, good matchup at 4,200. Like Cesar Hernandez at 4K, not intending to fade Samarja, but it's not a bad uh, fade. Solarte's 37 versus Jackson. I'm telling you, I like some some Padres bats. I like Jackson's upside as well, but it's there. Yoan Moncada, 34 versus Ross. I like that as a mid-tier play. Defoe, 35, both nice $3,500 plays. Carlos Azuyahe, our San Diego second baseman at 3200 Nice lower price option at the position. And then other than that, we're going to see lineups because like the early slate, you have a few more punts here, but not that many. Let's head over to the third base position where we got some of our usual suspects. Gallo again, 54. Beltry at 52 is a great play. Went deep again on Tuesday. He's hot. Uh, Rendon's hitting the ball phenomenal. He's 49, but I'd pay up for Beltray or save some money and go to Spangenberg, who is on fire. He's 4,600 bucks, averaging 13.2 his last 10 games. Got four homers in his last 10. Spangenberg's a good play. Even if he's on like a one-off, contrarian because he's so high-priced, I like him a lot. Then the prices drop, and the talent drops. Um, Todd Frazier at 33. You got the power potential there. He's just been so bad, but I get it. If you want to punt first, Matt's. Matt's has been so bad as well. Other than that, Ryder Jones 2K. There's not a lot at third base. You're likely paying up at the third base position. Shortstop, Andrus stays on fire too. He's 52. He went deep on Tuesday. You got DeYoung at 45. I told you I love. Didi Gregorius, 45. Had another good game on, on Wednesday. He, uh, very good versus lefties. Remember that. Tim Anderson, here's a nice play below 4K, a right-handed bat versus Ross at 37. White Sox will give you, White Sox and Padres are two teams that I don't mind using tonight that'll give you some salary relief. Freddie Galvis at 35, not bad as well against, um, Samarja. Other than that, 
Maybe it's Drew Cabrera at 28. You got Brandon Crawford at 28. Not plays I'm in love with against the pitching matchups, but they are punts. Maybe Dusty Coleman cracks the Padres lineup, seeing him at 2,200, and just say, screw it, I'm completely throwing the shortstop position out the window and praying for a couple points. Going to the outfield, he set the record for 33 straight games with a strikeout, but he also hit one nearly out of City Field. Aaron Judge, 5,500 against Mats. I like a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Dexter Fowler swinging a very good stick. Left-handed bat versus Tyon at 4,800. I can get behind that. A Fowler-Carpenter 1-2 punch. I like a lot tonight. Um, I obviously like DeYoung in that lineup. Tommy Pham at 47 I like as well. Andrew McCutcheon at 46 is intriguing. I know I said lefties versus Wainwright. Cutch is having a good year. A little quiet of late, but overall, very good season. No more Mazzara, 4,600. I believe he went deep last night as well. Uh, it could be home run derby for the Rangers if if Lopez is off. If he's not, good good times. Spangenberg, 46. Chu, 44. Both nice plays tonight. Switch hitting Aaron Hicks at 4,200. Could be a nice contrarian angle. Um, I like it more from the left side than the right. Keep that in mind. Conforto and Suspedis are probably the only two Mets I'm really looking at if you're going to fade Severino. They're both 4,200, so you have to pay up still. Avisil Garcia at 41, another right-handed bat versus Tyson Ross. Nice price tag there. You got like Manny Margot at 4K. He's playing well. Starting Marte at 39, you're getting a bit of a discount tonight. I like that. Grandy Man's hitting it well. I liked Suspedis and Conforto. If you want a third, Grandy at 38 would be the third option. Uh, Lurie Garcia at 3,700 versus Tyson Ross. I can get behind that below a 4K play. Nick Williams at 36 versus Samarja for a nice GPP action. Mentioned Lind earlier. Uh, Jose Perella, 3K versus Jackson. I love that for some value. Like he's just hitting the ball so, so well. I like that a lot. Um, another one I like down here. We've been on him a lot lately. Weren't on him yesterday against Samarja, and he went deep twice. Once off Samarja, one off the bullpen. But your punt play in the outfield is Nicky Delmonico at 2,500. Batting cleanup last night. Went deep twice for 36 points. He's averaging 10.1 his last 10. Uh, 36 and 11 in his last two. Doesn't start every day. So make sure he's in the lineup. But at 2,500 against Ross in that ballpark, that's a really good value play in my opinion. So there you go. You're pitching on the late slate. Nola Severino up top. Samarza Jackson in the middle. Lopez Chassin down below. Let's check out your BVP and head home. We got... In your early action versus Carrasco, uh, Rosario's taking a deep. We went over this yesterday. Snow, 5 for 12. Kepler's gone deep. Dozier deep three times, but he's only hitting 208. Um, I, I told you we love the Indians versus Gibson. Encarnacion, 6 for 15 with a double and three homers. Gomes, 9 for 20 with two doubles, two homers. Kipnis, 9 for 20, two doubles and a homer. Lindor, 9 for 18 with a double. Jose Ramirez, 7 for 19, two doubles and a homer. Carlos Santana's taking a deep three times. Yes, they love facing him. Springer versus Corbin, 3 for 3 with a double and a homer. J.D. Martinez versus Fires, 6 for 11, 2 doubles, 2 homers. I love that play. Uh, Goldie, 4 for 11, 2 doubles and a homer. Both really, really nice looking plays. Alex Avila, 3 for 6 with a homer off Feldman. I do like that quite a bit. Billy Hamilton versus Lester, 7 for 16. A double, 2 homers, and 6 stolen bases. I told you I liked Billy as a sneaky play at 42. That's going to make you like him a little more. Tucker Barnhart, 3 for 5. Peraza, didn't mention him. He's 3K tonight. He's 6 for 16 with a double and a triple and two stolen bases. That could be a sneaky play. Right-handed bat versus Lester with Peraza. Uh, you got Eugenio Suarez, who has two doubles and two homers off of him. Cozart's taking him deep, hitting 294. Votto's 8 for 29 with a double. Duvall's taking him deep. The Reds are a nice play today. I just really hope it pans out. Kendris Morales, I told you that was the one guy I would use versus Archer. He's 5 for 15 with three homers. Um, you got Pierce, two homers, but a buck 88 average. Bautista, three homers with a buck 80 average. So it's like all or nothing. Josh Bell, two for five with a double and a homer off Wayno. Cervelli isn't playing. McCutcheon, 17 for 59, six doubles, a triple, two homers at the 288 average. Mercer's taking him deep twice to a 231 clip. As we go on some more, Todd Frazier, only two for nine versus Mats, but both of those hits were home runs. That's why I told you you can be sneaky at 33. It's all or nothing. GPP-wise, not a horrible play. Um, 
Defoe two for two, Kendrick three for seven versus Chassine. Zimmerman six for eighteen with a double and two homers. Murphy four for eleven with a double. And that is your BVP. So there you have it. The stacks are pretty simple if you pay attention to what I was talking about, what I like and don't like. So you got five games early, five games late. Check out the new pick'em on DraftKings. Very interesting. There's a seven-man pick'em tonight. That's new. But you, last night's in the main ones, eight eight players. You have two pitchers and then bats. They pick like the six or seven guys in each category. No prices. You just pick the guy you like in each category. There's some good tournaments. Uh, it was a $3 20K max last night. Uh, tonight, I believe it's $4 20K or 20 max 20K winner. Uh, like all slates, even the regular one that I play all the time, the early slates are always pay a lot less than the main slates, even though tonight's five games on each. The night slate pays a lot more than the early slate. It just it sucks. But it works for that way in the pick So check that out. It's a pretty cool deal. I've made a couple lineups for fun. They both minimum cashed. I've got to kind of get the feel. Scoring seems to be the same as the classic scoring. It's pretty interesting stuff there. But the important stuff. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check out Doc and the Saturday Edge. Big 12 SEC preview on SoundCloud and Spreaker and iTunes under SD Radio and SD Sports. Um, I just got in my inbox as I was recording. Squanto has your week two EPL bets coming your way. I'll get that posted up this morning. We have golf teed off already. You got NASCAR this weekend. Bench or bench with Bubba recording tonight with Matt Modica. Fantasy baseball, fantasy football, Game of Thrones going to be awesome. Really looking forward to that. Matt's a great guy, very knowledgeable. He does so much work on FNTSY plus his website, CTM Baseball. Lots of stuff. That's going to be fun with Matt Modica. Check that out. Must listen for sports, Game of Thrones, and fantasy fans. Just all around good stuff. Um, around the bases with Bubba and Mo. Had to put it off a night because stuff came up. We are recording it today. It'll be up tonight or tomorrow morning. We have an interview with STL Cup of Joe. Great stuff about the Cardinals. Going to be a good show as always. Lots of stuff coming up. We have an NFL DFS show in the works. Um, I'll be announcing more of that coming up. Should be a blast. But more importantly, good luck on your DFS slate. Five early, five late. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with any of your questions. I will help you out the best I can. Please go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. The quick hits, always press all the ones we do. Please rate and review them. Help us out because the more rates and reviews we get, the more we can get funding to help build this product. Right now we're doing everything for free. And I'm not going to ask anybody for money ever. I'm just asking you to rate and review it. Give us a good review a good rating, and then we can make this thing bigger and better. But good luck tonight. Don't go crazy if you don't like it. The pitching is very suspect. We'll have a full slate on Friday and go into the weekend. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 17th edition. I'm out.